everyone. Welcome to the Rebel News Roundup. This is the program where we discuss cultural and governmental issues impacting the family. I'm your host, Ryan Dobson. Today, we're going to discuss the Uvalde shooting, gun control hypocrisy in our government, the border crisis and terrorism, and what is really happening with gas prices. Thanks to today's sponsors, Covenant Eyes at CovenantEyes.com. Get rid of the porn in your life, help your marriage, help your relationships, protect your kids. Also, thank you to our monthly sponsors. You can go to rebelparenting.org, click on the donate tab. All donations are tax-free. Covenant Eyes is at covenanteyes.com. Use the code REBEL for a free month. Let's dive into it. The Evalde shooting is tragic, 100% tragic. The lives lost are tragic, and it has now been politicized incredibly. And I wanna talk about some of the things that are going on and some of the things that we could do and aren't doing. Over the past weekend, President Biden did what he does best, spreading confusion and misinformation while towing the leftist line. While addressing the tragedy in Uvalde, Biden caused a lot of concern when he talked about there's no rational basis for nine millimeter ammunition and weapons in terms of self-protection and hunting. He talked about high caliber nine millimeter guns, which isn't even a correct sentence. And then he talked about 22 caliber bullets versus nine millimeter bullets. And he said a 22 caliber bullet would get lodged in your lung and you could probably remove it. Uh, but that a nine millimeter will blow your lungs out of your body. Also, neither of those statements is true. Um, wow. Uh, where do I even begin? One, there is no such thing as a high caliber 9mm. 9mm is a caliber. A higher caliber would be a 44 Magnum. A 45 is a higher caliber. A 50 cal is a higher caliber. Those are calibers. 38, smaller. 357, bigger. 22, smaller. If you want to talk about high caliber versus low caliber, you'd talk about low caliber, 22 versus high caliber, 50 cal. Again, when you want to talk about protection and hunting, that's not what the Second Amendment is talking about. I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, also, in his reference to 22 caliber bullets lodging in lungs, and you can probably remove them in 9mm blowing them out of your back. One, 9mm don't blow them out your back or out of your body. That's just false and it's not true. Um, it's just false and it's not true. My goodness, I could say that again and again and again. Uh, and let's talk about what he said versus 22 caliber versus 9mm. There's a study done of 1,800 gun casualties, and they compared caliber and lethality. Which caliber is the most lethal? Which caliber is the least lethal? Here's what you find out. All calibers are lethal. 22 is barely below the lethality of a 50 cal, of a giant, giant 50 cal. In fact, I should post on my uh, bachelor party, we went to a shooting range and we shot a 50 caliber handgun. And it is a huge boom, and it is a giant fireball. Uh, it, it has a kick like you've never seen before. It kicks like a mule. It's unbelievable. All my friends are freaking out, laughing and screaming as giant fireballs shoot out of the front of this handgun. Huge hand cannon. That gun is slightly 
less lethal than a 22. 22 is a teeny bullet. I'm holding my fingers up for those just listening. Teeny tiny bullet. You can look up the size difference. Uh, in fact, a 50 cal is about as big as my index finger, and a 22 is is shorter than the fingernail on my index finger. I think the whole bullet together is about as big as my fingernail, maybe a tiny bit bigger. So you're comparing a bullet that's as big as my index finger compared to one that's as big as my fingernail. They're both about as lethal as each other. There's a reason for this. One, the 50 cal kicks incredibly hard. Uh, if you hit someone in the arm, it will do insane damage, probably won't kill the person. If you hit them in the leg, a femoral artery, definitely you'll bleed out. Uh, but you've got about one chance to shoot that before it goes wildly out of your hand, unless you're a giant behemoth, you know, holding on the gun. 22, on the other hand, doesn't kick at all. You can shoot it over and over and over again. Therefore, the magazines hold more rounds. Why is it lethal? Because I can shoot you about 18 times in, you know, four seconds with a 22 if I so have that many bullets. So lethality, Biden, is 100% and wildly, wildly off. It's just lies, lies, lies from the media. I have so much to talk about this. <sighs> and then the White House is trying to, this is happening all the time in the White House, where the press secretary and other people scramble to undo what Biden says, uh, where he says there's no rational basis for individuals to own a nine millimeter. And the press secretary has to come out and say, no, he's not saying a nationwide handgun ban. He's not saying that. He just said there's no rational basis for it. Well, that's just not what he's saying. Awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, when White House Press Secretary Karen Jean-Pierre was asked about proposals to harden, quote unquote, our schools with physical changes, having trained security guards, just like we do at banks, museums, sporting events, the White House, Congress, uh, courthouses. My goodness. Everywhere you go, we've got that kind of stuff. And she replied, I know there has been a conversation about hardening schools. That is not something Biden believes in. That's right. It's not something Biden believes in. How interesting that we protect our president with armed guards with guns. Congressmen and senators, we protect them with armed guards with guns. Celebrities, armed guards with guns. Sports figures, armed guards with guns. My pastor is protected with armed guards with guns. And what do we do with our children? We put them in a school with a big sign that says gun-free zone. That's what we do. This Uvalde shooter posted online the morning of the shooting he was going to shoot his grandmother. You know, it's so interesting that Facebook can filter out conservative talk, but they can't find someone that says, I'm going to shoot my grandma, and then does. Shoots the grandma. Facebook didn't do anything about it. That's fantastic. That is just so amazing. Oh, what happened? He got into a back door? Wow. Why are there more entrances into the school that are unlocked? Should have been locked, but somebody did it. That's stupid. Why are they not trained on that? I do a program called Home Safe. We're going to go to schools and churches all over the country throughout this year and next year, teaching people how to protect themselves in and out of the home. Schools should have single entry points, single entry points, alarms on all doors. If a door gets opened, alarm goes off if it's not supposed to be open. Those can be on timers. Super easy. Teachers should be informed and equipped on how to shut doors and lock them, have door stops for doors. You, I mean, there are so many things you can do. Coverings over the windows, alternate escape routes, uh, escaping out windows, having uh, those things present and ready for children in the case of shootings because they do happen. Should you take the guns away from people? No, you absolutely should not. My goodness, it's so, so crazy. Totally deleted something over here. Let's see if I can get it back up. 
so I can talk about the rest of the things. Here we go. Ah. Yeah, again, what the government is saying in light of the Uvalde shooting is no one should have guns except the police. No one should have guns except the police, armed guards, and the military. We all know criminals don't obey the law. Shocking point. And then let's get to police response times. Do you know it was over an hour before the police went into the Uvalde school? An hour. Now they've admitted they were scared, which is why they didn't go in. It is shocking. Police response times will not protect you in case of a home invasion. I'm sitting here at my desk. I'm looking over about 12 feet. I have a gun safe. Inside that gun safe is another gun safe. Inside that gun safe, I keep my handguns because I'm a responsible adult. Do what you want. I'm protecting my family the way I think I should protect my family. And I thought, you know, I wonder how long it would take to go get my gun out of both gun safes. I have to open the first one, turn the crank, open the door, go in, go to my handprint one, push my combination for the handprint. That door swings open, get my handgun, come back to my desk, rack one in the chamber, see how long it takes. And I thought I could run over or I could just walk. So I sat at my desk. I scooted my chair in. I sat here for a moment. Then I sat my phone down here. I hit start. I scooted back and I calmly walked over, hit my code, opened the safe, hit the code for the other safe, opened it, got my handgun, came back, sat down, racked one in the chamber, hit stop. It was at 20.9 seconds. 20.9. So what do you want to have in your home when somebody tries to break in? A phone number? A community social worker? Or, you know, 20 seconds till you can protect your family. You want to talk about huge hypocrisy. Why is it? Just imagine these facts. Let them marinate in your brain. Why is it that the United States government, under Biden's care, sent $40 billion in money and weapons to Ukrainian teenagers to protect their border? You understand that's exactly what we're doing, right? The hypocrisy that we're trying to disarm America while sending the citizens of Ukraine weaponry to protect their borders. Don't forget, last year, the Biden administration allowed 2 million illegal aliens into the United States. The population of Houston, more than 2 million illegal aliens. Uh, the population of Houston, just under the population of Chicago. Uh, what is it? A third of the population in New York and about a quarter of the population in Los Angeles was allowed into our border illegally by the Biden administration. We are not protecting our border, yet we are spending $40 billion in the midst of an economic crisis in our country. We're importing baby formula from Europe while sending pallets of baby formula to our border while sending money to Ukraine so they can fight for their border. My goodness, I hope you remember this in November when the elections happen. I really, really hope you remember this in November when the elections happened. What else? Da, da, da. Everybody's screaming, why don't we do something? Steve Kerr. The coach for the Miami Warriors gets on and screams and gets emotional. By the way, sir, do you make your best decisions when you're at your most emotional point? I don't think so. And you sound like an idiot. 
You do. I don't know if that's unkind or if it's going against, you know, the fruits of the spirit thing I'm trying to go against, but you just sound like an idiot. Because I know you don't actually care. You don't care about the children in Uvalde. You don't care about the children of America. You don't care about guns. You care about a political standpoint, and that's all you care about. How do I know that? Oh, well, last weekend, 13 people were killed in Philadelphia, and in Chicago, 52 people were shot and 10 were killed. 52 people were shot, 10 were killed in Chicago, and 13 people were killed in Philadelphia over last weekend. Did Steve Kerr talk about one of those killings? Nope. Did Steve Kerr talk about the three shootings that happened the weekend before the one in Uvalde? Nope. Didn't talk about any of those. Didn't talk about any of those. People keep coming out and saying, how many babies have to die before you're willing to give up your guns? I hear that as a gun owner all the time. I'm a member of Front Sight out of Las Vegas, Gun Owners of America, the NRA, and Safari Club International. Okay? Members of all of those. And as members, I hear all the time, how many babies need to die before you will give up your guns? It's a very emotional thing to say. I want to ask you, are you asking the Ukrainians how many of their babies need to die before they surrender to Russia and give up their guns? How many Ukrainian citizens and children need to innocently die before they just surrender and give up their guns and their freedom to the Russian government and Vladimir Putin? That's what you're saying. This is not about hunting. It's not about self-protection. It's about protecting yourself from a totalitarian government. And the first thing they do is disarm the people. Ask the Venezuelans how many people need to die. Oops. They gave up their guns and more people are dying. Do you honestly think the killing would stop in Ukraine if we would surrender to Russia? Or would they go in and clean house and kill lots and lots and lots and lots more people? Don't be a hypocrite. If as a nation we spend $40 billion to protect somebody else's border, don't you think we should protect ours? If as a nation we protect the children of other countries, don't you think we should protect ours? By having single entry points, alarmed doors, armed guards, trained teachers. Criminals don't obey the law. Honest citizens do. But you will turn honest citizens into criminals if you try to take away our guns. Oh, just as a reminder, former President Obama, after the tragic shooting in Uvalde, had this to say. As we grieve, we should take time to recognize that two years have passed since the murder of George Floyd under the knee of a police officer. In the aftermath of his murder, a new generation of activists rose up, launching a movement to raise awareness of systemic racism and the need for criminal justice and police reform. Barack Obama doesn't care about the children in Uvalde. How sad to use that tragedy as a place for political grandstanding. Unfortunate. Let's move on to the border. Just want you to know of those two million, an Iraqi immigrant in the country on a business visitor's visa was arrested Tuesday on charges of plotting with ISIS to assassinate former President George W. Bush. In the investigation, what jumped out is the radical Islamist was evidently reading the news and realized it was relatively easy to bring assassins across Joe Biden's wide open southern border. That was the plot. Last year alone, nearly two dozen suspected terrorists were caught at the southern border. One individual on a terrorist watch list was caught 
at the border this April and then released into our country. He was captured two weeks later after a frantic manhunt. Don't you feel safe? Finally, FBI Director Christopher Wray was testifying on Capitol Hill, and he got berated with questions, and he did say, our border security is a critical issue and that our border officials have a very tough job. Don't forget, two million illegal immigrants entered our country last year under the Biden administration. Lastly, let's talk about gas prices. When President Biden was sworn into office, on average, the national price of gas was $2.09 a gallon. On his first day in office, he canceled the Keystone Pipeline. The next week, he halted all federal oil and gas leasing, stopping the development in part of the country that produced 25% of our nation's energy. On May 7, 2021, while the Colonial Pipeline was shut down and millions of Americans were scrambling for gas, Biden's Interior Department announced plans to take 30% of public lands out of production. June 1st of that month, Biden revoked oil leases in a section of the North Slope of Alaska, totaling 16 billion barrels of oil. To put that number in perspective, in the, in the 70 years of oil and gas drilling in the entire Gulf of Mexico, drillers have produced 22 billion barrels of oil. And it's sitting in Alaska, 16 billion, not over 70 years, just right now. Ironically, the Biden administration halted permitting all new natural gas interstate pipelines and exports, discouraging investment and production in the crucial resource that powers 40% of our nation's electricity and greatly lowers carbon dioxide emissions when it replaces coal and other fossil fuels. As of a few days ago, the national gas price was $4.48 a gallon, and in California, it has been seen to be over $7 a gallon. He's still blaming it on Putin, but that didn't happen until this year. Gas prices have risen steadily since he took office. Why am I talking about this? Because this is politics and culture that impacts the family. Gas prices, food prices, baby formula, clearly impacting the family, and fearing for your children's lives impacts the family. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being involved. Thank you to our sponsors, Covenant Eyes, CovenantEyes.com, to get rid of the porn in your life, protect your children, and strengthen your marriage. Thank you to all of our monthly supporters for donating to Rebel Parenting to allow us to do what we're doing. Donate tax-free donations at rebelparenting.org and click on the Donate tab. God bless. We'll see you next Tuesday for more Rebel Parenting.